This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Monday morning, October the 3rd, 2022, 36 days from the midterm elections. It's a beautiful sunny day here in the Midwest. I see blue skies out my window and the sun is shining, but it's cool out. We were down in the 40s last night, but hey, it's fall. Thanks for joining us on the Firm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. This is your top five news headlines for this Monday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Gas prices surge in California. From CBS, gas prices have hit record highs in Southern California. The average price for a gallon of gas in Los Angeles County was $6.46. Orange County went down a cent to $6.42 per gallon. The average price in Ventura County was $6.40 per gallon, and in the Inland Empire, it was $6.32 per gallon. As compared to the national average of $3.79 per gallon, California was experiencing at least a $2.58 price difference per gallon. From the Wall Street Journal, California gas prices have long been higher than the national average, owing to hefty fuel taxes and climate regulations. But the difference now is the largest in at least two decades. Taxes add about 66 cents to the price of a gallon, about twice as much on average as other states. California's cap-and-trade program and low-carbon fuel standard add roughly another 46 cents a gallon. These climate regulations are causing refineries to shut down or convert to producing biofuels that are more profitable because of rich government subsidies. California lost 12% of refining capacity between 2017 and 2021 and is set to lose another 8% by the end of next year. Yet refineries outside of the state can't produce its supposedly greener fuel blend. Lan He Chen, gas prices in California have spiked 70 cents a gallon in the last week. Yet the Sacramento insiders have no interest in providing transparency on how gas tax revenues are used. As controller, I will audit gas tax revenues and make sure taxpayers learn where their money is being spent. Okay, I don't have to keep repeating myself, but... Uh, this is what you get in these democratically run states, governors that are tax and spenders that think government is the solution to all of our problems. So they go ahead and continue to raise taxes. They regulate out of business, the oil industry. That's just how they roll, folks. So if you want more of the same, keep voting Democrat, keep raising your taxes, raising your energy costs, being regulated out of business. You got more people leaving California to other states than any other state in the entire United States as a result of regulations, high taxes, and just crazy ideas that the Democrats are promoting in their state. We got 36 days to the midterm elections. I hope everybody has now been 
awakened to the truth, and you can realize that Democrats have no business running any state, and it's time to vote them out. All right, headline number four. Georgia judge rules voter ID laws are legal. Just the news. A federal judge ruled Friday that Georgia's election integrity practices requiring voter ID and citizenship checks are legal and constitutional, rejecting arguments of racism and voter suppression from the state's Democratic nominee for Governor Stacey Abrams just weeks before Election Day. U.S. District Judge Steve C. Jones, an Obama appointee, issued the ruling after a lengthy trial, handing a victory to Governor Brian Kemp and Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. From the National Review, the lawsuit was filed by Fair Fight Action and Care in Action and initially sought a massive overhaul of the state's election system. By the time the case went to trial earlier this year, the suit focused on several specific election processes, including the state's exact match policy for voter registration applications. The groups argued that those attempting to register to vote have run into problems if information on applications doesn't exactly match that in driver's license or social security database, or if new U.S. citizens' information hasn't been updated in the driver's license database. Okay, well, this is uh, definitely a a big decision, a good decision. I think America is probably the the only one nation in the world that doesn't have uh, some kind of checks and balances, proof of citizenship, voter IDs. It's just common sense, folks. I mean, if you want to cheat, then you don't have uh, citizenship requirements or voter IDs. And so that just makes you wonder what the Democrats' motive is that if they don't allow for these things, that that just maybe means that they'd like to cheat. And uh, that's exactly the question that everybody has. And the more they push that, the more skeptical the American people become. So I think just to solve the whole issue is just to make it flat out voter IDs, proof of citizenship, and paper ballots where we can find the solutions to what the vote was on voter day and not extending it more than three or four or five days or whatever the Democrats want to do because it just opens the door for fraud problems in the voting process. Okay, headline number three. Speaker Pelosi claims illegal immigrants are needed in Florida to pick the crops. From the New York Post, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi caused outrage Friday when she attempted to justify waves of illegal migration into the U.S. by claiming Florida farmers needed the new arrivals to pick the crops down there. The California Democrat made the stunning remarks during a news conference at which she agreed that U.S. has a responsibility to secure the border, but should also recognize the importance of newcomers to our nation. From the RNC research, Pelosi, we have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers are saying, why are you shipping those immigrants up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. From Fox News, Pelosi's remarks come as the U.S. remains in the throes of an historic border crisis, which has seen more than 2.1 million migrants encounters this fiscal year and more than 200,000 migrant encounters in August alone. Okay, so just more ridiculous comments by Speaker Pelosi. She's way out of touch. Democrats have a complete open border policy. We all know that. She makes the comments that uh, recognizing the importance of newcomers to our nation. 
right. Those are illegal immigrants that have not come here legally. They haven't been vetted. They haven't taken the citizenship tests. These are people that have just come in here, and who knows what their motive is, whether they want to be Americans or whether they're terrorists or they came here to work. There's many things, many questions that have to be asked. Nancy Pelosi is uh, on her way out. She'll be retired in the midterms if everybody does their job and gets out and votes here in 36 days. We'll send her packing. Good riddance. Go to Italy as an ambassador. Really, we don't want to see any more because you're just way out of touch and your radical views are not how the American people think or feel about their country. All right, headline number two. VP Harris claims humanitarian aid for Florida will be handed out based on equity. Fox News Twitter hammered Vice President Kamala Harris for a recent speech in which she described that federal Hurricane Ian relief would be based on equity and prioritize people in communities of color. Speaking to actress Priyanka Chopra Jonas at the Democratic National Committee's Women's Leadership Forum on Friday, Harris claimed that people of color and low-income communities are most affected by natural disasters such as Hurricane Ian. Because of this, Harris described how federal relief should be given based on equity. Governor DeSantis, Rapid Response Director Christina Pushaw, this is false. Vice President's rhetoric is causing undue panic and must be clarified. FEMA, individual assistance, is already available to all Floridians impacted by Hurricane Ian, regardless of race or background. Elon Musk should be according to greatest need, not race or anything else. National Review, in a separate tweet, Pushaw pressed Harris to correct what she said. Okay, well, there's your uh, vice president again putting her foot in her mouth. She is uh, way out of touch. These, these guys are just race baiters. They, they're more racist than anybody else because they're always talking about race. And I guess they need to go back and uh, reread uh, MLK's uh, I've Got a Dream speech because their focus is purely on color and not on the character of the individual. And it's, it's getting a little bit old and tiresome to hear this uh, repetition of equity, which is just a liberal, woke, totalitarian statement that's here to divide the American people. It's not here to do anything less than that. It's, it's just out of touch. This lady should have never been put in vice presidential office. Joe Biden didn't know what he was doing when he picked it. He, he picked her because she was a woman of color. And so she, he's, he's just as bad as she is. They're all so concerned about racism and, and all the, checking all the boxes that they don't even look at the quality of the individual. And that's why you don't do things based on color alone. All right, headline number one. Hurricane Ian's death toll reaches 77, causes $100 billion in damage. Just the news. The death toll in Florida late Saturday afternoon as a result of Hurricane Ian reached 77, over twice the number reported earlier in the day. Roughly 1,000 people so far have been rescued from fl flooded areas along Florida's western coast. The South Carolina beach community of Pawleys Island was among the hardest hit by Ian in that state. The Pawleys Pier was one of at least four along South Carolina's coast to be destroyed during Ian's winds and rain. From the global news, Hurricane Ian has likely caused well over $100 billion in damage 
including $63 billion in privately insured losses, according to the disaster modeling firm Karen Clark & Company, which regularly issues flash catastrophe estimates. If those numbers are borne out, that would make Ian at least the fourth costliest hurricane in U.S. history. From the town hall, Governor Ron DeSantis, Republican Florida, and First Lady Casey DeSantis are praising the help his state has received following the devastating aftermath of Hurricane Ian. In just 48 hours, the state of Florida raised more than $20 million to go towards its Florida Disaster Fund. Okay, so again, we pray for those down in Florida. All Floridians, regardless of color and race and religious background, everybody that was affected by Ian, natural disasters are not racist. Natural disasters are random, and they affect everybody regardless of their backgrounds, whether they're Democrat, Republican, black, white, Latino, Afghanistan, regardless of the religious affiliation, whether they're Protestant, Buddhists, Confucius, Muslims, doesn't matter. It's all across the board, and we have compassion, and we pray for them, and we hope that Florida can get back on its feet and rebuild itself to be the great state that it has always been, the Sunshine State. All right, thanks for joining us this Monday morning on the Affirm America podcast for your top five news headlines. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a great beginning to the new week. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 